I was present at the cross. As a Roman centurion, it was my responsibility to see that my men carried out the orders of Pilate to crucify the three criminals, the two thieves and Jesus. Jesus was different. I knew this when we went to arrest him in Gethsemane. When one of his followers drew a sword and cut off the high priest's servant's ear in an effort to defend Jesus, Jesus told his followers to put away the sword and to not use violence. That was totally different from most leaders of rebellions. They hated the Romans and would do their best to kill as many as they could. Jesus even restored the servant's ear, as if it had never happened. He was different, and I did not understand it. Regardless of what I saw, I had to take Jesus to Pilate, who then turned him over to us to be crucified because he claimed to be the Son of God, the King of the Jews. Well, we decided to see if he really was what he claimed to be. My man blindfolded him and took turns beating him, demanding that he tell us who had struck him. We took a scarlet robe and put it on him. We made a crown from a thorn bush and pressed it on Jesus' head. We knelt down in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews. Then we took the robe off him to reveal his bloody, broken body and led him out to Golgotha to crucify him. He said nothing. At the place called the Skull, we nailed him to the cross, spike by spike. Then he spoke in our defense. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I knew he was different. That is not all, he said. While keeping guard there at the site of the crucifixion, I heard him say to one of the thieves, Today, you will be with me in paradise. And he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And finally, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Then he died. I was convinced after all I had seen and heard that this was a righteous man. I exclaimed, truly, this man was the son of God. I have never felt such loss and sorrow that I felt on this day. When they took Jesus away to be crucified, it was as if they were taking my life from me. Jesus is my life. I met Jesus when I went with my brother to listen to him speak. I knew he was different from the usual Nazarene. He was kind. He smiled. He looked into my eyes and he asked me my name. Mary Magdalene, I said. But it was like he already knew. He spoke of love and I listened. I have known many men, but I have never known love. I knew of their pleasure, their desires, their passion, but never their love. His words were different. They were of compassion, of purity, of forgiveness. He spoke of changing our ways and following him. I was enchanted, and I just wanted to know everything I could about this Jesus and his love. 
Despite my dishonorable past, Jesus became my friend and the friend of my family. I was blessed to have him as a guest in my home and to sit at his feet and listen endlessly to his teachings, to see his miracles and to know his love. One evening, when my family and I were hosting a dinner party honoring Jesus, I became overcome with gratitude for the wonderful graciousness he had given to me. I took an alabaster jar of expensive perfume and I began to anoint him with it. I don't know what I was thinking or if I was thinking. I was just compelled to love him as extravagantly as he had loved me. As the drops of oil flowed from the jar, tears streamed from my eyes and fell on his feet. Each tear was filled with thankfulness for his compassion, his kindness, his love for me. I didn't know that my oil was preparing him for burial. I didn't understand that he would soon die. But then, just as he said, he was taken from us, betrayed by one of his own, mocked by those he showed compassion to, murdered by those he tried to love. My heart ached inside of me. When the guards took him, and they beat him, and they whipped him, and they nailed him to the cross, I I couldn't believe all this was happening. I cried uncontrollably. I could see the pain that he was in, but I was powerless to do anything to help this man who had done so much for me. I knelt there on the hill underneath his cross, and I could see him bleed and suffer in agony. I said, why are you dying? You mean everything to me. And he looked at me as if to say, I am dying because you mean everything to me. And then he died. The man who gave me life died. I followed his broken body to the tomb and saw where they laid him. I didn't want to leave him, but the Sabbath was approaching. It was the longest three days of my life. Finally, the Sabbath passed and I could go to his grave. I ran all the way only to find that the stone had been removed from the entrance of the tomb. And the tomb was empty. I immediately went to Peter and all the disciples and told them, they've taken the Lord and I do not know where they put him. They came back with me, but they could not explain the empty tomb. Confused, they went back home. And I stayed in the garden alone and cried. Suddenly, a man appeared and asked me why I was crying. I thought he was the gardener. I begged him, if you, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go get him. And then 
He said my name. Mary. And I knew it was him. No one ever said my name with such kindness. My heart leapt for joy. It was my Rabbanai, my Jesus. I wanted to reach out and hold him in my arms. But he said, go, go to my brothers and tell them, I'm going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So I listened and I went to the disciples, shouting and laughing all the way. I have seen the Lord. Jesus is alive. I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. How could I say that? I'm Peter, his rock. How could I deny that I even know who he is? I know who Jesus is. It all began when we were fishing the Sea of Galilee. My brother Andrew and I. Jesus came to us and he said, Come with me. And I will make you fishermen of a different sort. Not the kind that pulls up perch and bass, but the kind that catches men and women. Immediately we dropped our nets and we went with him. Jesus is intriguing. Just down the water, he made the same offer to James and John, the Zebedee sons. They too left their father, their boats, their hired and went with him. Jesus is contagious. We went to the meeting place in Capernaum where Jesus had been teaching. People found his teaching so forthright and confident. They were surprised by it. It was almost as if he knew what he was talking about. Suddenly, in the midst of the crowd, a man stood and started shouting, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Come to destroy us all. Jesus just said, Quiet. Get out of him. And the spirit that was in the man threw him to the ground, shaking. And then it left him with a loud shriek. This was awe-inspiring. Even the demon knew who Jesus was and trembled. Jesus is powerful. We left the meeting place and went back home. My mother-in-law was sick in bed. She was ill with a fever, and when Jesus heard, he went to her, and he took her hand and raised her up. Within an hour, she was making supper for us, the same as any other day. Many, many people heard about this. And that evening, home was filled with sick and evil afflicted people, and Jesus healed all of them. Jesus is compassionate. Everywhere we went, he would heal people. Once along the side of the road, there was a leprosy, a terrible skin condition. And he came up to Jesus and he said, Lord, I know that if you want to, you can heal me. And Jesus put out his hand. He touched the man's face. And he said, I want to. Be clean. Immediately, the man was healed and his skin was clean and his heart was grateful. Jesus is miraculous. 
as word spread of his messages and miracles, more and more people were wondering who Jesus really was. And so he asked us, his disciples. Some said he was Elijah. Others, John the Baptizer. Others, still one of the prophets. Then he asked me. And I said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus is God in the flesh. It was necessary for the Son of Man to suffer, be tried and found guilty, be be killed, and rise again three days later. I protested, but he knew that this was God's plan, and he spoke of the need for a sacrifice. Jesus is the Savior. Then the time came. Judas brought servants of the high priest and Roman soldiers to the Garden of Gethsemane. They arrested Jesus. It was the time we had all greatly feared for him, and yet we abandoned him. We left him there alone. I tried to hide among the people. A servant girl saw me, and she said, You were with Jesus, the Nazarene. I tried to deny it. I don't know what you're talking about. I hid again, and she found me again saying to people around me, he's what them. Denied again, but they kept questioning me. They said, you've got to be one of them. You've got Galilean written all over you. For a time, I denied saying, I have never seen the man you are speaking of. Then a rooster crowed, and I remembered Jesus had told me that before the I would deny him three times. And I vowed that I would never betray him. I collapsed in tears. I don't know who I am. Am I just a fisherman? Or am I a disciple of Jesus? Am I just a coward who's going to crawl under a rock? Or am I the rock Jesus called me to be? I know who Jesus is. He is Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus the Son of God. Jesus who died and rose again three days later. I know Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah.